Hello and welcome friends. You are now listening to the new grad physical therapist success blueprint audio experience. I am the host of this podcast, Javier Carlin, the founder of the new grad PT mentors, where we help new grad physical therapists like yourself to become confident clinicians, increase their worth as PTs and take control of their finances without burning out or needing 10 plus years of experience. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much. It means the absolute world to us. And if you have any questions at all, reach out to us at contactngptmentors.com. That is contactngptmentors.com. If you haven't already, make sure to join our free Facebook group, New Grad PT Mentorship, and follow us on Instagram at the New Grad PT Mentors. Thank you so much. Now on to the show. What are the problems we are facing in the PT profession and that we will continue to face? Are you going to wait for things to get better someday? Or will you decide to take matters into your own hands? Will you decide to be proactive or or will you remain reactive and let the system take over your life? If you want to learn how you can begin to take control of your career and life and avoid becoming an average PT, Take a listen to this episode of the New Grad Physical Therapist Success Blueprint Audio Experience to find out how you can start today. Good evening, everyone. My name is Javier Carlin. I'm a physical therapist and a New Grad PT career coach, the creator of the New Grad PT Mentors and the founder of this group, New Grad PT Mentorship. And tonight, I want just everyone to lock in. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if you agree with everything that I'm saying. I'm just going to go ahead and put everything out there. Um, I don't want this talk to seem negative at all, even though it might seem like it in the beginning. Tonight's all about really just figuring out what the problems are in the physical therapy profession and realizing that we actually have a lot more control than we like to think. Today's topic is extremely, extremely important. Uh, I think it's something that uh, we all know we all understand and we we really it's something that we're all struggling with whether we choose to accept it or not it's something that we have to we have to really just think about because otherwise we're going to fail to have a great career and I, i put that on the caption for for this post because honestly every single one of you will fail to have a great career unless we understand this unless we understand the problems that we're currently facing and understand that we actually have solutions to, the pro- to, to those problems, but they're not. our life is not gonna get better if we just wait for things to happen. Sarah, thank you so much for jumping on. So really, problems are just questions unanswered, right? So I'm gonna go ahead and list the problems, list the problems that the PT profession is currently having today, and then after, I'm gonna go ahead and list the solutions that I see fit that I think, well, I know that every single one of us has the, the ability to, to make this happen, to solve these problems. And we don't solve problems by waiting for other people to solve those problems for us because we might be waiting forever. So as opposed, as opposed to, to being reactive and complaining all the time, we have to be a bit more proactive and actually come up with solutions to these problems. So I'm gonna go ahead and list those out real quick. If you have any questions or you want to add anything that, you, that you've seen um, as a PT student, as a pre-PT, as a new grad PT, just go ahead and comment it below. If you have any questions throughout this live stream, uh, go ahead and comment it below as well. Jakari, thank you so much for jumping on. Daniel, thank you so much for jumping on. So let's get started. Problem number one. Problem number one is increased student loans 
and decreasing salary, right? I think we can all agree that this is a massive, massive problem going on in our profession right now. That was a long why. So why are student loans going up? Why are student loans going up? I don't know because maybe the schools are trying to make more money. Maybe the schools are actually a business who want to make money and profit and pay all, the, all their professors. Is that something that we can't control? We can't control our loans going up. We can't control the cost of school, right? We can't. But are we going to go ahead and just focus on that, on what we can't control? I don't know. Why are our salaries going down? We'll go ahead and dive into that now. But the fact is that student loans are going up, salaries are going down. I'm in over you know, $90,000 of debt. I'll go ahead and explain to you why I'm not too concerned about it. But some people are at you know, 100, 100, well, 150, 200, 250K and above. That, that is scary. That, that's not a good place, a good feeling, a good place to be in. And it's not good to feel like you owe that much money, number one, right? So that's the number one problem right now. You know, student loans continue to rise and salaries are either stagnating or they're starting to go down. They're starting to go down. So what happens is because of this, we're forced to take jobs that we don't like. We're forced to take jobs out of school for the urgency of coin, trying to make more money, trying to pay off those, those loans. But what happens is that we either start working 40 hours a week, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, two jobs, sometimes three jobs. I know people who are, you know, working three jobs right now or have in the past. And what that leads to is burnout. Remember that live stream that we spoke about, you know, a couple weeks ago, burning out and how, how to avoid it? Well, you know, having two, three, four jobs at a time that you don't like, you know, if, you're, if your passion is outpatient sports, uh, ortho, if your, pa if your passion is, you know, working with the athletic population, specifically runners, whether your passion is uh, inpatient rehab and you choose a different setting because of the money, but you hate it, you're going to leave that. That's definitely going to lead you to burning out and really quickly. Okay. So that's not a solution. That is not a solution to, to paying off your loans. The solution is not to, you know, enter a job you hate and work 40, 60, 70, 80, 90 hours a week because you're gonna burn out and hate the profession. So that's not a solution to this. Problem number two is schools are moving to a rolling admission. Rolling admission. So what happens when schools move to a rolling admission where you know in one year it used to be 50 students, now it's 150 students. So what, what, is that, what does that mean? What does that mean, right? We, we used to have 50 students coming out of school every year. Now we have 150 students. Well, basic economics, we have increased supply and eventually we have decreased demand, right? So why are schools doing this? Oh, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to make more money off of us. Again, they're a business, okay? But can we control that? No, we can't. So are we going to focus on that? Again, it's up to you. Right, so increase supply, decrease demand. So what does that do? That actually brings our salary potentially even lower than it is now. It either, again, stagnates, stays the same, decreases it because there's so many of us willing to accept you know, low salaries and, and now we're screwed. <laughs> and if that's not enough, Insurance reimbursements continue to go down. 
Again, insurance companies, what's their primary goal? To make more money, okay? So if they reimburse us less, they get to keep more money. Is it fair? Is it right? Absolutely not. Can we control what the insurance companies do? I don't think so, unless you're gonna buy all of them out and change the whole landscape of insurance. But insurance reimbursements for private practice owners, I mean, for anyone for that matter, continues to go down. Andrew, thank you so much for jumping on. Andy, thanks so much for jumping on. Marissa, thank you for jumping on. Um, so as insurance reimbursements continue to go down, guess what that affects again, right? Salary is affected. If the private practice owners aren't making enough money to increase our salaries, they're not going to. If private practice owners are being reimbursed less and less and less by these insurance companies, guess what that means? And I'll go ahead and, and show you what a solution to this is. But basically what that means is that we need to see more and more and more and more patients, that patient volume continues to increase so that the private, private practice can actually stay afloat, right? So a lot of the things that, that we are struggling with in the profession, that we're frustrated with in the profession, is actually because of the insurance companies. And the way we treat nowadays is also affected because of the freaking insurance companies. So are we gonna let them take control over our career and our life? It's up to you, it's up to you. So the last thing, and I mean, there's probably a longer list than this, but for, for tonight's live, the last thing is a feeling or percep the perception that we have of the lack of control. You know, many of us who are either PT students or new grad PTs, I mean, anyone in the, in the PT profession for that matter, we don't feel like we have control. I'm not sure if you can see that, but it says lack of control, okay? That perceived lack of control holds us back from taking action, holds us back from coming up with solutions to all of these problems. Because as I'm gonna show you right now, there are actually solutions to every single one of these problems, okay? So that perceived lack of control holds us back because now we're waiting for someone, for someone else to make something happen or for something to just happen out of the blue, okay? The APTA, amazing, amazing organization, but if we continue to wait for them to make all these changes that we want made, it's, it's either gonna be like in the next 20, 25 years or it's never gonna happen. So we can choose to wait, choose to live uh, an average life that we don't want, you know, become unhappy because, because of all these things that we think we can't control, or we decide, hey, screw it, I'm taking the matters into my own hands and I'm gonna take some action and I'm gonna go ahead and make it happen. I'm gonna freaking solve all these issues on my own. I'm not gonna wait for the insurance companies to reimburse us more because they're not. I'm not gonna wait for schools or the government to you know, get rid of all my student loans because they're not. I'm not gonna wait for anything. I'm just gonna go ahead and go out there and get it. And that's what you have to do. That's the mindset that you have to have. Now I'm gonna go ahead and go over the solutions, okay? So uh, Joel, thank you so much for jumping on, man. It's an honor to have you here. Solutions. So as I stated in the beginning, problems are nothing but questions that are unanswered, okay? So when we see a problem, we either say, oh crap, like here we go again, and we start complaining. We start complaining about, oh my God, the student loans, it's crazy, the government, the schools, like they don't care about us. Um, you know, the, uh, the insurances, like they don't, like why, like why are they doing this? They don't believe in physical therapy. They, they, you know, they just don't care. Yeah, you're right, they don't care. They don't care, that's fine. But are you gonna continue to complain or are you actually gonna do something about it? So, 
couple questions you need to start asking yourself when it comes to all these issues in the PT profession. Um, if you're watching live right now, go ahead and just comment team live so I know you're watching. Uh, and if you're on the replay, go ahead and comment team replay so I know that you're watching later on. Okay, so uh, if everyone's with me right now, go ahead and comment with me because I, I, I hope this all makes sense. But basically, we need to start asking better questions, right? We need to start asking better questions. If Paul Goff is still on, um, you know, this, I, I, I like, <laughs> I never understood how, how important asking the right questions were until I, I spoke to Paul. So the way we start coming up with solutions, we have to ask better questions, right? Awesome. Awesome. Andrew, Andy, Daniel, thank you so much. We have to ask better questions. So now the questions can start with why, and then we can move on to how, okay? So why, why are all these things happening? We gotta figure out why. I kind of just explained it to you. I explained to you why all these things are happening, okay? But you have to ask yourself, okay, now that I understand why these problems are arising, why, why our student loans are going up, why our salaries going down, why the schools are going into a rolling admission, why, why that causes increased supply and decreased demand, why insurance reimbursements continue to go lower, why we feel like we have a lack of control. Now we, that, that we've addressed the why, now you have to start asking how, okay? How can I pay off my student loans and how can I do it in a way that doesn't cause me to burn out? That doesn't cause me to lose my passion and my fire for the profession. Does that mean that you're gonna, again, work four, five, six jobs, working 90 hours a week? I, I hope not, because there's a way around that. So you have to start asking how you're going to do these things, but also at, not at the expense of, of your happiness. Because at the end of the day, like I always say, if you're not happy, then what's the point? If you're not happy, then what's the point? Katie, thank you so much for jumping on. So you have to think long-term, okay? If obviously your student loans are going up, you have to pay those. You obviously have to pay those out. Again, like we said, the government's not gonna get rid of them. Uh, maybe if you're doing an, a loan forgiveness program and that's still, that's still risky because you never know what's gonna happen. It's not under your control, okay? So how am I gonna increase my salary? That's a better question, okay? So now we're starting to think. All right, what, how can I possibly increase my salary? And I'm gonna go ahead and show you a few ways to do that today, okay? All right, so now that we know that there's a rolling admission that we're gonna have more PT students coming out on a yearly basis, right? Increase supply, decrease demand. Now we have to figure out a way to actually stand out, okay? The solution to this, to this increased supply is standing out. Now how are you going to stand out? How am I going to stand out when every single person that comes out of physical therapy school is coming out with the same damn degree. Every single person in PT school learns clinical skills, correct? So for the most part, you know, some people have great personalities, some people don't, some people are a bit more action driven, some people aren't, so some people will end up in a better situation. That's, that's normal, okay? That's, I mean, it's, it's normal, but Essentially, what you need to figure out is how am I going to stand out? If, there are, if the supply is going to be you know, continue, continuously increasing, Courtney, thank you so much for jumping on, then how am I going to choose to stand out? Is it through learning more clinical skills? I don't know. Is it? I mean, clinical skills get you started, yes. 
and they're super important. You have, you have, that's, that's basic. That's what you learn in PT school. But will that allow you to stand out with the hundreds of thousands of PTs that will be coming out in the next few years? I don't, I, I, does anyone, I mean, I don't think so. If everyone has the same skills and how does that make you different? Learn to speak Chinese. There you go, Andy. That's, that's how you do it. <laughs> um, you can, I mean, why not? <laughs> so you have to decide, are you going to be an average? Are you going to be the average PT? If you're going to be an average PT, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that most PTs coming out of school are also average. So guess what that equals? Average PT equals average pay and ultimately an average life. So if that's what you want, that's totally fine, but that's not what I want. And I don't think if any of you wanted this, you'd be in this group right now. So to combat that, the solution to this, to increasing supply, decreasing demand is standing out. Do clinicals allow you, clinical skills allow you to stand out? Not when every single other person in the profession has them too. Okay. If you're going to be an average PT, you're going to get average pay and you're going to live an average life. If that's what you want, cool. But if it's not, then you have to start taking action and start learning skills outside of the clinical skills. I hope everyone's with me still. Okay. Now the next big thing, insurance reimbursement. Joey, thanks a lot, man, for coming on. Appreciate it. Insurance reimbursement. Okay. So again, can we control insurance reimbursement? Obviously not. Again, insurance companies are a business and they're trying to make money. So do they make money when they give us more money? Not really. Is it right? Is it fair? Is it, is it, you know, it's, it's not, but what are we going to do? Right? What are we going to do? So how do you combat insurance reimbursements rates going down? Well, number one is you have to understand clinic finances. You have to understand clinic finances. You have to understand the numbers. And I know we hate numbers. Well, I, well, I'm going to speak for myself. I went into physical therapy school and the sciences because I don't like math. I don't like numbers. Okay. But now I'm like, shit, now I have to kind of backtrack a little bit because I actually have to understand these numbers if I'm going to solve all of these problems. Okay. Fortunately, the numbers that we have to understand in business uh, or in the physical therapy field aren't as complicated as they taught us in school. Go figure, you know, go school, calculus. Great. Love it. All right. So we have to understand clinic finances. We have to understand the numbers. When we understand why we get reimbursed, what we get reimbursed, when we understand how much we get reimbursed per, uh, per patient, per uh, payer, when we understand how many patients we see an hour and how much their average, uh, you know, how much the average is per visit, when we understand that and multiply by, you know, the times that we see them a week times all the patients that we see per week, we start to figure out the numbers. We start to figure out how much a private practice is actually making. Now we're, now we have more power. Now we have the ability to really understand the business side of things and know if we're getting lowballed as new grad PTs. Okay. So to tackle this problem right here of decreased insurance reimbursements, we have to understand the numbers game because some, I mean, I'm not going to, not all private practices, but a lot of them obviously hide behind this say, Hey, insurance doesn't want to pay us. We can't pay you more. Cool. But let's actually dive in and al analyze the numbers to see if that's really true. Number one, number two, knowing the numbers and knowing how little we get paid through uh, insurance, we start, have to start to think, how do we bring a clinic more money? How remember how 
solutions-based thinking. How are we gonna bring a clinic more money so that we can get paid more money? Okay, Santi, thank you so much for jumping on. How are we gonna bring a clinic more money because of insurance reimbursements being so low and we, can't con we, we don't have any ability to control that? How are we gonna bring the clinic more money so that ultimately we can get paid more money? Now we're starting to think. Is it ongoing fitness programs? Is, is it online fitness programs? Is it a massage therapy service? What additional services are we offering? Are we selling them products? If the clinic that you're working at or going to be working at isn't doing those things, you're missing out on so much potential. If they're open-minded and they allow you to do that kind of stuff, go for it. That is your, that's your opportunity. The, the, the opportunities are out there. They're endless. We just have to understand all this to be able to see them so that when we see a problem, instead of thinking, oh shit, what am I going to do? And oh, oh crap, like, like the world is going to end. No, we have an ability to solve these problems if we're thinking solutions-based, if we're thinking, how will I solve this problem? Just a, a switch in focus, a switch in thinking. Kyle, thanks so much for jumping on, man. So those are the things that we have to start thinking about but first, we have to understand the numbers. We have to, exactly, Santi, add value. You see a problem, you help them solve it, you do it repeatedly, 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 over and over and over again, and eventually, they see you as someone who's providing value, and then you can ask for what you want. You can never ask for anything in life unless you provide value first, okay? Andrew, thank you so much for jumping on. Liam, thank you so much for jumping on. Okay, very last thing. The very last thing I want to go over tonight, and I hope, I really hope that all of this made sense. If you have any questions after this, please, please, please just let me know, and I'll be happy to answer them. The last, the very last thing, I'm not sure if you can see it down there, but it's a lack of control. A lack of perceived control over what we have control over, okay? The fact of the matter is that we have a lot more control than we think. But the only way you find out how to actually come up with solutions is, number one, to be around people who have those solutions or who are thinking differently like myself and like several of my friends who are watching this right now, and to start learning key skills, which we'll actually go over next week, next Tuesday, okay? So a lack of control over our situation. It starts with realizing, oh shoot, we actually have solutions. We just have to make them happen. So we actually have control now, okay? Now that you're aware, now you have control. It's that easy, it's that easy. So what do we have to do now, okay? The solution to all these problems, it's very simple, very simple. It takes work, but it's still simple. And the way that you increase your worth, remember, I started this because we wanna really just help new grad PTs to increase their worth and take control of their finances without needing 10 plus years of experience. This is the whole reason behind it, okay? It's, it's out there for the taking. We just have to know what to do in what order and then just go freaking do it. So the way we increase our worth, ultimately, Build your personal brand. It starts with that, okay? So what does build your personal brand mean? What does that entail? That means you providing value, even as an employee, even if you don't have your own business, you providing value to people who need your help, who you wanna serve. With all these platforms that we have nowadays, the way I'm serving you right now, through Facebook, through Instagram, through YouTube, through emails, through text, Start building your personal brand. You're a physical therapist, you're about to be a physical therapist, you're a doctor, you know what you're talking about, you went to school for three years for this shit, okay? Start to build your own brand, 
Start putting out content, start providing value on the things that matter to the people that you wanna serve. Whether it's a patient with back pain who needs to get rid of that back pain, start providing free value. Whether it's a runner who's struggling to you know, run past the 15th mile because their ankle starts hurting, start providing value, start teaching them how they can get better. Start putting that stuff out there, start building your personal brand. Choose your, your specialty, choose your niche and focus on them and take care of them and start building your brand. Start being everywhere, start putting your stuff out everywhere. We don't wait for the APTA to get physical therapy known, to let people, to choose, to let people know to choose PT first. It's a part of it and, I, and I, I, I love that they're doing it, but that's not how we do it. We have to take control and we have to do it and do our part as well, okay? APTA is doing their part, we have to do our part too. And that starts with, incre like with building your personal brand. And what happens over time, either your employer loves that you're doing this because now you're bringing them more patients in through the doors. People are seeing you, seeing you as the expert, as the authority, and they're coming for you. So what happens now you've provided value and now you can ask for things in return. Now, let's say your employer does not like you building your own personal brand because they think you're gonna steal their clients or open up your own thing. Fine, either you pay me more money and I stay with you and help you with your business or I'm out of here and I do my own thing. It can go either way. It's their decision whether, whether they wanna have an abundance mindset or a scarcity mindset. But you need to build your personal brand no matter what. That's how you win. That's how you solve all the problems that we went over today. You build your personal brand, people start coming for you, you have increased demand, and now you have options. And when you have options, your entire life changes because now you can decide what direction you want to go because you are you. You are unique. You have your own personal brand. You can take that anywhere that you go. Anywhere that you go. So now we've solved all those problems. We solved the loans. We solved the decreased salary. We solved this increased supply and demand because now we are the authority in our field. We have options. So if you build your personal brand, you'll stand out above the crowd. Okay? Now, how do we actually do this? <laughs> That's the question. That's the question. And next week, I'll give you another answer. So next week, I'm going over the three types of skills that you need to know about so you can start taking action to build your personal brand. But I don't wanna leave you with just that. So today, if you want the starter kit to build your personal brand, comment starter kit below. I'll go ahead and send you the tools that you can start using today to start putting your value out there. So to start putting content out there for your people, for your patients, your future patients. If you wanna start helping people, don't, don't wait for things to happen. Start helping them today, start helping them tomorrow just by putting some information out there. If you want that starter kit, I'm gonna go ahead and send that to you tonight, probably tomorrow, it's kinda late. But if you want the, the brand building starter kit, go ahead and comment starter kit below. I'll go ahead and get that sent out to you by tomorrow through direct messenger. And essentially it'll give you the tools that you need to get going right now. Whether it's creating graphics, whether it's that, um, editing videos, whether it's creating eBooks, whatever it is that you need to start providing value, I'm gonna go ahead and send you all the tools that you need, whether it's starting a podcast. I'm gonna go ahead and show you exactly where to go to get these things going. Because you need to start building your brand and that's how you do it. And you don't wait, you need to start like tomorrow. <laughs> Even if you're a pre-PT, start tomorrow. This, these things will build out over time and the sooner you get started, the better. The sooner people start to get to know who you are and what you do and how you can help them, the better. So start building your brand tonight, tomorrow. Comment starter kit down below if you want the starter kit cheat sheet and I'll go ahead and send it to you as soon as I can. All right, so I really hope that was valuable. 
I hope that was valuable. Um, you know, I just, I love providing value to you all. So, so Daniel, awesome, man. I'm going to go ahead and send that, send that to you. But, um, really it's, it's out there for the taking, Matt. Exactly right. Be more proactive and, and less reactive. Like everyone has to do their part. You know, the APTA, the APTA is doing their part. Now it's on us to, to do ours. We have to help them. And the way we do that is to start building our personal brand, to start putting the PT profession, the most amazing PT profession on the planet out in the open for everyone to see. The more that we all do that, the, the more our profession grows, the more valuable we are, uh, that we are seen, and the more we are seen as experts and authorities in our field. Okay, if you wanna be the primary care provider, if you wanna be a primary care provider, then you need to build your own brand. People need to see you everywhere to decide to come to you first. They need to see you everywhere to decide to come to you first, okay? So, next Tuesday, Starter kit, starter kit, starter kit. Let's get it. Let's get it, baby. So next, next Tuesday, I'm going over the three types of skills. And I'm going to spell skills with a Z because I like spelling, spelling it like that. I'm going to go over the three types of skills that you need to understand outside of building your brand to really elevate your career and take it to the next level. Okay. So again, thank you so much for watching, you know, Santi, Andres, Courtney, Daniel, Michelle, Andy, Sarah, John, Shanahan, Matt. Thank you all so, so very much. Um, if there's anything I can ever serve you with, or if there's anything I can do to help you better, please just let me know. I love doing this for you guys and I hope you have an amazing night. So take care everyone. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the New Grad Physical Therapist Success Blueprint. If you have any questions or would like to speak to us directly about your New Grad PT experience, please do not hesitate to contact us at contactngptmentors.com. That is contactngptmentors.com. As always, we welcome you to join our free New Grad PT Mentorship group on Facebook. And we'd also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram at the New Grad PT Mentors. If you can think of at least one person who can benefit from listening to this episode today, please be sure to share it with them. We look forward to seeing you and them on the next episode of the New Grad Physical Therapist Success Blueprint. Thank you. Have an amazing day.